in the music classroom, we as educators can provide an experience for all students and not just for those students to be included, but for them to have a meaningful and successful experience. Welcome to Primary Sources, a podcast produced by East Tennessee State University that highlights the important research happening at ETSU. Joining us today on Primary Sources is Dr. Lauren Ramey. She is an assistant professor in the Department of Music, the Associate Director of Choral Activities, and the Director of Music Education. Dr. Ramey's list of accomplishments and honors is lengthy. She is the current Honor Choir Chair for the 2024 American Choral Directors Association Southern Region Conference in Louisville, Kentucky. She also serves on the Tennessee Music Educators Association Board as the Higher Education Chair. At ETSU, she conducts two award-winning student groups, the Bucksworth Tenor Bass Choir and Grayscale. Before coming to ETSU, Dr. Ramey was the Director of Choirs and AP Music Theory at Ravenwood High School in Brentwood, Tennessee. Under her direction, the Ravenwood Choirs performed at the 2019 Music for All National Concert Festival and the 2017 and 2019 Tennessee Music Educators Association conferences. During her public school tenure, she was a recipient of the CMA Music Teacher of Excellence Award and was a quarterfinalist for the Grammy Music Educator Award. Dr. Ramey earned both a bachelor's degree and a master's degree from Vanderbilt University. Earlier this year, she received her PhD from Florida State University. Dr. Ramey, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You earned your PhD in music education and choral conducting at Florida State University. Talk to our listeners a bit about that experience and the work you produce there. Absolutely. Florida State is a really unique program in music education and choral conducting in the sense that it is a PhD rather than a DMA, which would be a Doctor of Musical Arts degree. So students who go to FSU for this program get kind of the best of both worlds, both the research side and the performance side. And I, I loved having kind of this dual degree situation going on. It was almost like a choose your own adventure. So I got to work both with the choirs and with music education students, which is what I do here at ETSU, and it prepared me wonderfully for that. I had some really, really great opportunities working with the choirs at, at FSU. The first big thing that I, that I did was taking on a project performing Rob Day's See Me, uh, which was a new composition composed for the International Mental Health Day. And we had lots of conversations with students about that and got to perform and record that piece. Additionally, we were part of a commission consortium for Andrea Ramsey's Suffrage Cantata, which told the story of women's suffrage throughout that journey. Uh, And it was just a really moving experience to get to do with the treble choir there, Lavana. And then last year, my final year at FSU, I got to conduct St. John's Passion by J.S. Bach with the graduate level chamber choir. It was just absolutely a dream to get to do all of these things at FSU. Throughout my time there, the pandemic also happened. So my graduate studies looked a little bit different than what I had intended going on, but we did lots of virtual choirs and virtual teaching. 
And I did quite a bit at the forefront of that in in teaching video editing and teaching recording and, and stuff like that. Then my dissertation was on imposter phenomenon um, and how educators in the higher education world experience that imposter feeling. Wow, that is fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. You keep a very busy schedule. Uh, <laughs> that includes not just conducting, uh, but you present scholarship all over the United States. Uh, one of the topics you have researched is inclusivity for diverse learners in a choral classroom. Talk to us about that. Sure. Inclusivity can mean lots of things and look differently for lots of, of places and lots of classrooms. But in the music classroom, we as educators can provide an experience for all students and not just for those students to be included, but for them to have a meaningful and successful experience. So in these, these sessions that we talked about inclusivity in the choral classroom, it could be applied to all classrooms, especially within music, and that's adapting what we do to best serve individual students. Every student learns differently, and we have to take, take the time and take some creativity in how we, we reach all of those students. And it can be done and should be done. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure plenty of our listeners have been to a choral concert, perhaps at the beautiful Martin Center for the Arts, but very few obviously have actually conducted one. What is that experience like? It is just absolutely the best feeling. A lot of people who are conductors talk about just this overwhelming euphoria that gets felt when we are we are conducting, and I I am no stranger to that feeling. And it's something we call getting uh, getting bit by the conducting bug. Performing is such a joy, but then being on the other side of it and providing those experiences and experiencing this alongside others, there's nothing that can compare to that. And providing that opportunity for our students to, to kind of get bitten by their own bug too, whether it's performing or conducting is, is absolutely top notch. Wow. One of your jobs in the Department of Music is Director of Music Education. Discuss for our listeners the, the vision that guides you in that role. Of course. So in this role as Director of Music Education, it's not just for choral music educators or future choral music educators, it's for orchestra, band, general music, all of the above. And my philosophy kind of coming into this role is that we are, we're here to help future teachers gain as much experience and as many tools in their toolbox as they can to be successful as they embark on their career. Nationwide, in all subject areas, there's a real shortage of teachers. And within that, teachers who start teaching sometimes stop teaching within, especially within their first five years. So my mm -hmm. goal for all of these future teachers is for them to make it past that mark and to feel supported and to feel prepared and to just love what they do so much that they, they have to keep, keep teaching. Our listeners uh, would be interested to know, I'm sure, that before you came to ETSU, you were appointed as the assistant conductor of the Nashville Symphony Choirs. During that time, you also helped prepare singers for some quite well-known movies, including Home Alone and Harry Potter. Share some of those experiences. That was such a fun time, getting to perform and to prepare the Nashville Symphony Chorus. 
We did lots of big works. We did Mahler symphonies. We did lots of Bernstein things, lots of big orchestral works. But on the flip side, we also got to sing along with these movie concerts where the movie would play in the background without any of the soundtrack, just the, just the lines were spoken, and the orchestra would play the soundtrack live. And if the movie also had some singing or some voices in it, the symphony chorus would provide that as well, live, lined up exactly with the movie. And so the conductor would be conducting via click track, which would line up exactly with the timing of and the pacing of the movie. And we would have to just be very, very intentional about staying right with the conductor so our mouths lined up with the mouths of the actors on the screen. It was such a fun experience and very different than what we do on a day-to-day basis with just singing in a choir. This was very methodical and performance-based while still being like acting in a way. That is so interesting. As we wrap up this episode, are there upcoming concerts that you'd like to spotlight? Absolutely. So ETSU Choirs has a lot of events throughout the year, but some special ones coming up are Perfect Harmony, which happens on November 5th at 7.30 in the Martin Center. And Perfect Harmony is a showcase of all of the pop acapella groups on campus. So you'll get to hear a wide variety of you know, early jazz music to modern day stuff you hear on the radio. And it's just a a blast to be part of this concert. Then on December 3rd, we have our holiday concert, which is entitled A Light in the Darkness. And I think this year we all need a little bit of light Mm -hmm. in our darkness. And we have a wonderful array of pieces planned for this. We have all of the choirs singing alongside the orchestra and percussion ensembles from ETSU. And those times, so it's December 3rd at 4 o'clock, and then we have another performance again at 7.30. There's also some audience singing that's happening as well, so be ready and bring your singing voices. Then, looking ahead to next semester, we have a really special group coming to join us. Chanticleer is coming, and they are a Grammy Award-winning professional tenor bass choir that is internationally known. They're coming on Tuesday, February 28th, also at 7.30 and that's sure to be an absolutely stunning concert. Thank you for listening to Primary Sources. Our theme music was created by students of Martin Walters, a member of ETSU's Department of Music. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with friends and colleagues. (laughs) 